0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Texas the Exo Squadcast Podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm
1: Ryan Hardy. And I'm Chris Tarantino.
0: And on this episode, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 27, The Winged Fury. It was written by Mark Edens and Richard Mueller. We've talked about both of them before. Mueller teed Flesh Brawls, that's the only other one he did, but he also worked on, like, God, you know, Robocop, Conan the Adventurer, everything. This is a crazy episode. It's an interesting episode. It's very much Escape from New York, but with ExoFrames and Neosapiens. Up front, what do you guys feel about this one?
2: I think its heart is in the right place. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on there. I don't think on the whole it's like a really great episode.
1: Um. Yeah, no, I think it was okay. I don't think it's like, it seems really limited considering that Mars just blew up. Is That was the last episode, right? Yeah, it was Heart of Mars, and then here we are. So there's these like two storylines: JT J- J- and uh, Sydney going th- going through New York, being escaped, being chased by a, a Birdman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by, from being Michael Keaton's Birdman, um, <laughs> and then this other very. Quick storyline with Marcella. so it just it just seemed kind of odd. It just seemed very small. I mean, I liked it. It was fine. It wasn't like one of the great Exosquad episodes.
0: No, it's very much like a the quintessential one-off. And like you said, the timing is very weird after all the Heart of Mars stuff. So,
2: like, what well, one thing? One thing that I really didn't like is like it really doubles down on the uh, Neo Warriors. It's like no, like the problem isn't that we were having people like normal like animals fighting robot suits the problem is they don't have the right animals like doubling down it's <laughs> yeah, it's no. terrible like like that bird guy like is they make like they make like the animal sounds now it's like not i don't know they're not scary they're not like i don't I, i'm like jt marsh's gut jt marsh's e-frame is covered in weapons covered in weapons like it just doesn't
0: seem fair yeah no it's my alternate Episode title for this one was "No Sleep Till Brooklyn" because the Beastie Boys are going to New York, and it's just like, <laughs> um,
1: love it. That bird guy's like somebody crossed a like a, a falcon with Woody Harrelson.
0: Yeah, his, and his name is Craw.
1: But so, like, why do they why do they cross sometimes and speak English sometimes? My,
0: well, my favorite thing about the episode is when Craw gets on the radio to the Street Cats, um, and he's like, <laughs> craw, <laughs> craw, and they're like. Meow. And he's, and they're like speaking to each other through animal noises. But I'm like, are those different languages? Shouldn't they be right?
1: Yeah. Cats would speak cat. By the way, street cat should have been a spin off series.
0: Yeah. Street Cats. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was samurai. What was it? Samurai turbo cats. So street cats. I had street cats and sewer dogs in this episode. So yeah. I did
1: like that. The street cats had, have projectile claws and grenades.
0: Yeah, they had grenades and, like, spring-loaded claws. I'm going to do a quick run-through of this thing. It's Marsh, Marsala, and Sergeant Felson. Guess who's going to get shot? Um, <laughs> they're bringing Felson down to fix up resistance E-frames, which I kind of like is a logistics thing, which we don't see too often. But it, was it Thrax
1: who ambushes them? Yeah, yeah, it's Thrax. They're it's Neo. Thrax. He's going to go fix Neo E-frames.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're, like, captured E-frames that he's going to fix up so they yeah. have stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Thrax and a bunch of people are like, Our information was correct. Assume attack formation. Or they shoot Marsh down over New York, where he crashes into a lovely two-bedroom apartment on the Upper East Side. Marsala and Felson go to Maine. They get betrayed by the most amusing villain, who's named Turner, who Turner's on them.
1: You took your sweet time. I was beginning to think you weren't coming.
0: Mr. Turner?
1: Yeah, I'm Turner.
0: I assume you have secured the
2: area. Oh, it's secure, all right.
0: It's a trap! And he does this great thing, and I'm going to make this the gift for the uh, episode where he gets his, like, handful of silver, so to speak, which is a weird, like, biblical thing that they were doing in this episode. I don't quite get it. Um, And he, like, kind of smiles, then sneers, then smiles again in the span of three seconds, and it's fucking amazing. So Mars has crashed. His fusion pack gets grabbed by a scavenger. The scavenger gets shot. It has his name on it, so Lydia tells Phaeton. Phaeton's, like, send in the Beastie Boys! And... You know, fights happen. You know, it's just like a chase the whole time. Marsh is chased by street cats and sewer dogs and he kills them all. But he's joined by Sydney, who is a supremely. He's very much coded as a New York Jewish character. And he is, because he speaks Yiddish. He, you know, he's
1: like. Come on, before those things come up after us. Wait a minute. Wait! What kind of Mishagas is this? I'm gonna feel like such a meal in the morning. Answer me, Marsh! Your life for the old man's? He doesn't even know me. I know how Terrans think. You know Terrans, you gunniff? What am I, chop liver?
0: He all uses all sorts of fun. Yiddish slang, and it's great. Um, he's a taxi driver, of course. It's weird that the first thing he does is ask for money, which I was like, oh, he's coded as Jewish, and he's asking for money. What the fuck is this?
1: I knew it. I can always spot a tourist. Welcome to the Big Apple. What you need is a guide, someone to show you around. The name's Sydney. You got money? Better yet, you got any food?
0: I don't think it was necessarily intentional, but I hope not. Right? I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so don't, basically, don't yeah, I'll try not to think about it too hard. So basically he helps JT. He has a taxi with a fusion pack in it. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Harvey
1: Birdman, attorney at law.
0: Kidnaps Sydney, takes him to the top of the, like, the Empire State Building and is like, I'm going to kill him. It's pronounced Birdman. Yeah. So he takes the taxi's fusion pack, slaps it in his frame, goes, fights Birdman. Uh, They have a weird dogfight around the Statue of Liberty where JT takes his last grenade, throws it at the Statue of Liberty, blows up Lady Liberty's arm. It falls on Birdman. He goes (sighs) and dies. And there's a scene where JT Marsh (laughs) (laughs) apologizes. They're drowning. (laughs) Yeah, the Birdman drowns. JT Marsh apologizes to Lady Liberty. He's like,
1: sorry, old girl, but it was in a good cause. Uh, I know you understand.
0: I wanted the Statue of Liberty to be like, it's OK, JT, you killed that <laughs> bird, man. And wink. And it didn't happen. Yeah, it was that's pretty much the episode. And it ends with uh, Marsala and Felsen are in neo-captivity. And it, apparently one of the Neo Megas euthanized Marsala. So we're going to go from there.
2: Have the captured ExoFleet officers been interrogated yet?
0: You may subject the
2: human to your interrogation. I'm afraid the Neo-Sapien traitor won't be answering any questions. Ever. Yeah, Marcelo's dead.
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Checks out. So uh, I just wanted to run through because, again, like, it's an action episode, so not much, like, plot happens. What did you guys, like, what do you want to touch on on this one? Like, what really stood out to you?
2: Uh, I think the violence in this one is oddly intense. Like, uh, when those guys steal J.T. Marsh's fusion pack, that one guy gets straight up executed. Like, he runs into the alleyway, the E-O- E-frame comes out, and there's see a flash, and the guy just comes out. It's crazy! Yeah, they murdered that man.
1: Super um, murdered. <laughs> I think what's, what's interesting about this, ep- or not interesting about this episode, is that other than the end, where Marcel gets the injection, you could have put this anywhere in the series. Yeah. Um, there's just not a lot, considering how much we've done. This is just sort of like it's just a chase episode. I think, but I think the, the chasing's fine. It's cool. I like that that there's uh, there the stormer at the beginning. I think is interesting and well animated.
0: Yeah, they have a really good dogfight to start.
1: Yeah. So I mean, there's some cool stuff in it. It just seems very, I don't know, simple.
0: Can I say one thing about that opening dogfight? Um, Thrax, of course, is. You know, doesn't want, J. you know, a good pilot like JT to just die being killed by his own kind you know, the scavengers and the such. But there's one of the Neo frames that gets shot and, like, falls very gently into, like, the Hudson. And the whole episode, because of how gently it went down, I was expecting that to pay off. I'm like, oh, you know, this is going to happen and that thing's going to pop up or something. And it just, it didn't. And I was like, oh, huh. That was just cheap animation for that one um
1: one thing i thought was cool was that when jt fights off the dude at the end to get his e-frame that That was like sweating um i thought that was a nice touch the the guy like (laughs) getting out of breath and sweating as jt's beating him up
0: they did make a point of like say sydney can't keep up with jt when he's running and jt beats up the uh the scavengers whenever he comes across them like you know they're malnourished they make a thing like even the birds have left new york
1: strange I haven't had a bite here in over a year. Ugh, even the pigeons are gone now,
0: which is crazy. I love the world building in it, where you actually you're seeing a sort of occupied city up close, which they still call New York City. You think they'd call it like, I don't know, like fucking Phaeton City Two, yeah, Shiva yeah, like Ville or whatever,
1: <laughs> off the coast of Phaeton. Phaeton, you can't just name everything.
2: I I like <laughs> Phaeton. I I like. The one thing I do like is like every car. Like I love the '90s, like New York, because like it's still like even in the future, of course. Like in like in like the Reagan Clinton New York, New York is still terrible. But like there's people who are just like you don't understand. It's like a magical place.
1: Is there a safe place we can go?
0: Safe in New York. I like that. I like that. Exosquad has one of those episodes. I will say Sid has two great lines in here where he, it turns out he's like. Hold up in like a really fancy, like the you know, the Ritz Carlton or something like that. And he's like,
1: This is where I live. I couldn't afford it before the war.
0: And I love that. Um, JT offers to give him passage to Venus, and he's like,
1: Who am I supposed to know on Venus? I couldn't live anywhere but New York. <laughs> I'd miss the nightlife. And
0: I kind of love that idea of like, Yeah, that's great, but what the fuck's on Venus, you know? Right. I'm a that's New Yorker. Right,
1: Hey, classic New Yorker th- thing from that era, which is like, we hate New York, but where else are we going to go? Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's uh, they definitely play up. Uh, you know, this. Yeah. Oh, I was just say this is like this is the New York that you very rarely see in. Uh, in media these days, because it's kind of like after New York was really bad, but before like 9-11 thing where, you know, we kind of all joke about the idea of New York. You know, but it's really not that bad anymore, and you know, it's like, oh, you know, hey, there's not enough crime in New York anymore. I remember when the city had grit, eh? and this is like a distillation of that. It's like in the first Godzilla movie or the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Yes, you know, everyone's like, New York, it's so safe and boring now. Hey, I wish a big lizard would show up, and then it does, and they're like, oh, this is perfect, you know. Um, but it, it's a it's a really interesting take on that.
1: No, but the, but there's an interesting, I think critique about like when it's okay for the monsters to show up like like Godzilla can't take down Detroit like that would be insensitive but it can take down like a a nice version of New York right yeah
0: well you know it's it's sort of like um you know like New York in this world still has cultural capital right it's still it's New York you know if they'd crash landed in like Sheboygan no they'd be like Pfft. Fucking whatever, forget it. You know, hey, there's a factory worker or something. He's going to help me. I don't know what's in Sheboygan. Is anything in Sheboygan? I just like the name. It is a good name. Um, but like, kind of like like you're saying, you know, there's like there's stuff to destroy in New York. For example, in here, the Statue of Liberty. Um, so you have that inherent like things to play off of, like the New York sewers. You know, we can do that. There's there manhole covers everywhere and I can just pop out wherever I want,
1: you know. But there's but, something about, like, disaster movies or genre movies that, like, like, like take, like, teen slasher movies. I, You know, you think about, like, it's, like, it's only really fair to go after, like, privileged white teenagers in those movies. You know what I mean? Like, if you went after, like, like a population that was maybe less advantaged, you wouldn't you wouldn't be like, oh my God, this is terrible. But it's we sort of delight in the fact that it's like the white kids from the suburbs.
0: Well, you, you know? know, it just you know, it's it's one of the things that in American culture we, we never really talk about like class because it's like, oh that's an English thing. But we're very much a class of society. And like you know, I'd less say it's a like a racial thing, more of a socio socioeconomic thing where it's like, you know, if it's someone who is super it, it's like, did you ever see the movie, um, I think it's called You're Next, and it's a, basically like a slasher in the woods kind of thing, you know, a cabin in the woods kind of thing, where it's a, you know, people in masks are tormenting this family, and they're going to kill all of them, and the great twist of that movie is that the side character, who is just this, like, big son's girlfriend, turns out she was, like, trained in survival, or she has survivalist training, and she, like, fucking murders everyone, and it's great, because it plays on that expectation, right? Um, no one wants to see someone who doesn't have anything killed cause it, it doesn't feel good.
1: Right. right that's yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, yeah, if, if you're destroying a beat up New York, it's not fun.
0: Yeah. No. And that's like, that's kind of the thing though. They don't, it's not necessarily about destroying New York more than, uh, like the one thing that's nice in New York, JT blows up <laughs> in the Statue of Liberty. Um, and that guy's cab too. But anyway, <laughs> a lot
1: to talk about in this episode.
0: <laughs> well, that that's part of the thing. Again, it's like no one makes fucking word of Mars or why they're there, fixing the E frames. Like, are they gearing up for the invasion? What's going on?
1: Yeah, it's not satisfying. It's not a continuation.
0: Yeah, no, I, I you know I always try to compartmentalize the things, but I definitely wanted to put on the next one, not because I'm like, oh, I need to see what happens next. I'm like, I just want something, you know, and that's. Uh, <laughs> a bit
1: of a problem can I, know. can I just read you some of my when I, I wrote my notes and then I think it auto-corrects it can I just <laughs> read you some of the things that I are in my Please. notes yeah um, it's, it's going to be some sort of rant, random things um, let's see they speak bird language way better than English yep. dead woodman sizzles wolfman <laughs> meets an old sassy Jew Wolf people, not so hot on the (laughs) (laughs) sense.
0: I I just want to say the cats in the sewers doesn't make any sense because cats hate water, and they were just... But then they were dogs in the end, so who knows. Um, I did like that JT could fucking kill people again with his gun. That That was great. Yeah, yeah. JT's fusion pack goes in its crotch. The more you know, that's from mine.
1: I also don't think it's the right size to fit in his E-frame, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I, I also like that they write down <laughs> your name on your Fusion Pack.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, in case you lose it at fucking lunch yeah. or a recess. If found, please return to JT Marsh. Care of fate. <laughs> yeah. um Yeah, I mean, let's let's move in. I mean, there's not much to say about this one, to be honest. Let's move into, like, more rando weird core stuff shall we
2: uh yeah so one one my one my one last thing is like when uh when Livia gives the news that they capture jt marsh to uh to um to uh phaeton she, she kind of buries the lead that it's JT Marsh for, like, a while. She's like, we found this, <laughs> we found this uh, E-frame, and there's this guy. Why are you telling me this? It's JT Marsh. Like, you could have led with that. You could have started off with that.
0: Like, just saying. Yeah, just a yeah, bit. For real. Now she... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, th- fuck this episode, man. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm just going to say it. Like, we had this big fucking mars thing and we come back and we're in new york we have like a caricature of like a jewish cab driver which is i mean okay he uses like proper the right words and the right thing someone was on google that day or asked jeeves at the time who knows what it was but like it's just a filler episode it's the most filler episode and it's like we don't need to pad it at this point you know especially since we're probably going to run through some important stuff pretty quickly there's a million ways to get fucking marsala captured and this is like maybe the worst one. Um, there's not even a good resistance in New York. That is weird, right? There's no resistance in New York. I, I tend to, I
2: tend
1: to, you know, once in a while I'll like the episode, like in a live action show where like they clearly couldn't afford to bring the whole cast on. And they're just sort of doing like a one-off kind of thing. But I think where this happens, you just, I want a little bit more from the next episode after Mars yeah. Like a mention anyway.
0: Yeah, no. It's like the people in Maine are like, "Hey, ExoFleet, Fleet, what happened? Anything interesting?" Nah, Mars, you know, not there anymore. So how about you? Everything good in Bangor? Back to work. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Cut down some fucking yeah. trees. Um, you have any bear. Um, anyway. Well, I'm just gonna say, generally disappointing episode. One of our few that we've
1: come across. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's. I don't, I don't think it's bad or inappropriate <laughs> there's no there's no real sins to it it's just that it's not great and kind of out of place
0: it's the terrence and philip episode a south park when they were going to tease who cartman's dad is and they come back with the terrence and Phillip like one-off oh yeah as their season premiere and everyone got super pissed off this is like the extra squad equivalent where they're like no nothing nothing about mars um
1: Well, who are your MVPs for this episode? I'm giving it to the Neo-Mega in the skirt. (laughs) He wears it well. It's true.
2: Uh, I'm going to give it to Thrax uh, for always being a uh, stand-up gentleman. And, uh, yeah, He's just a good guy, that Thrax. He's a really good dude, man. The Rommel of the (laughs) Neo-Sapiens.
0: I'm going to give it to Sydney for just being, like, the most New York New Yorker that's ever New Yorked. And... You know, for actually properly using a lot of Yiddish slang. I got to I got to give credit for that. And also the fact that he's like Birdman's like JT will come back for you. And he's like, come back for me. He doesn't even know me. Like and he's like Birdman's like, no, 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 I know people. He's like, what kind of people, you know? So now do you have any r- r- recommendations?
2: Uh, I started watching Crashing,
0: which is really good. Uh, I nice. Recommend that. On HBO. Yeah, with
1: Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah, good show, good show. How about you, Chris? I'm going to recommend Broadchurch, which... Broadchurch, and enjoy quite a lot. That's awesome.
0: I'm going to give a recommendation and a not recommendation. I'm going to recommend Superstore on NBC. Uh, If you have Hulu, you can see the first two seasons on there, and it's a really effortlessly funny show. Give it a couple episodes off the top, because they're still finding some of the characters, but once it gets everything down... It really tight writing if you liked like a community thing it's basically about a big box store but it doesn't romanticize it it doesn't make it like wow you know working a shitty job's great it's like no this sucks and we have no way out and the company sucks you know like they can't control their own heat it's done by corporate kind of stuff Um so that is great and I will not recommend The Snowman because it's not even a good bad movie it's just a really really bad movie that's poorly made and You can tell they rushed it. It's not super not good. So that's what I got. Yeah, right? No, not watch it. It stars Michael Fassbender, J.K. Simmons, Chloe Sevigny, and a whole slew of amazing actors. And it's really, really bad. So there's that. Um, Do we have anything we'd like to plug?
1: Uh, As always, two loopy ladies on Etsy and two five films for your cinematography videography needs
0: sounds good and as always you can support us on patreon.com slash exosquad goals for as little as two dollars or infinite and we're coming out with a patreon exclusive episode this week about the last jedi so we're going to talk about that and there's going to be interesting stuff going forward so you know if you like the podcast give us a little support and we will keep making it forever so yeah guys overall not the best one in the world, huh? We'll get them next time, guys. We'll get them next time. Yeah, no,
1: yeah. Just, just not a lot to talk about, you know.
0: Thanks. <laughs> it is kind of the perfect episode <laughs> to come back on, though, because it's like kind of, you, know, you know, get that ring rust off, you know. Oh,
2: yeah, good, good rest episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, work, work things out, you know, see how you're feeling. Get into it. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't wait to see what next week's episode is because it'll probably be better than this. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Happy Year. Yeah. Uh, you know, thanks for bearing with us during our our vacation and yeah if you want to get in touch with us extra squad goals on twitter email us at extra squad goals at gmail.com our intro and outro music is done by eric calderon check his stuff out on youtube at 331 Rock. it's pretty great it shreds and all that stuff that's it that's it nope nope not quite there uh what oh yeah for extra squad goals i'm chris mastalone i'm ryan hardy and i'm chris farantino And that's the 818 to Somerset? Uh, Fitchburg Fitchburg Yes Are there any trains on this podcast? Woo woo
2: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Bye Grown man making train noises Yeah Yeah (laughs) Welcome back to Erotic Train (laughs) Soundcast Two and a half
0: hours every Monday (laughs) Of erotic train. Dear erotic <laughs> train cast. <laughs> I just have a thing for big bundles of coal going into a burner. Is there anything <laughs> that can steam this podcast up? Woo
2: woo! Chugga 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 woo woo! Chugga 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 woo woo! <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies. That that went that went swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're going to have to do a whole non-erotic train
2: It actually sounds a lot like the Erotic Train podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's all in the intonation.
2: It has has a really different vibe to it, but sonically, semantically is pretty much the same.
1: Yeah, one's for kids. The art all looks the same.
2: (laughs) Cover art's the same.
0: It's just Thomas the Tank Engine in a bondage mask.
2: One of my favorite fun facts of all time is that uh, about... Half of the uh, Every other episode of Thomas the Tank Engine Makes a really good title Makes a really good porno title <laughs> Try it, it works Go on IMDb and check it out
1: um, Check this out Follow that flower A smooth ride <laughs> Percy and the fun fair <laughs> Duncan drops a clanger <laughs> Toby's afternoon off it's good to be Gordon seeing the sights, fearless Freddy, Toby's new shed, big strong Henry, st- st- sticky toffee Thomas. Which way now? Edward strikes out, topped off Thomas. <laughs> Thomas's frosty friend, Emily and the special coaches, oh, Thomas and the colors, Duncan's bluff, <laughs> uh, James, the second best, Thomas and Skarkloy's big day out. And I with just, that, it's been real.
2: Yeah, good work, everybody.